2: Hello, folks. Now, yet again, I find myself at the start of the show having to talk to you all about Manscaped, the people who like to provide you with the equipment to shave your equipment. Now, it has been mentioned in the past that I sound less than enthusiastic when I do these things, and I I don't know how that came to be because I think these are great products. These are wonderful products. I just think that, you know, as a as a Scottish Presbyterian, that the fact that so many of you engage in sort of behaviour is just a real sign of the decline of a once proud people. But that's just me. That is just me, but, you know, if you're one of these sort of, you know, non-God-fearing people who are quite happy to go about with your balls looking as though it's a slightly disappointing turkey dinner, that is cool. That is cool. And Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of, I'm sure, your partner's wish list this year. Inside, you get the Lawnmower Body Trimmer. It's the best trimmer on the market for your bum, your butt, your butt, your butt, That you, you shave your butt. Jesus, and uh, the weed whacker ear and nose trimmer, which I do like because I'm getting to that stage where my ears are growing and getting hairier, which is odd because as a human I'm getting smaller and certainly dehairifying in the head area. But yes, if you want to get the the the, the full love of a cherished loved one next to you, whose testicles you've often looked at and thought, I like him, but my. God, those balls are ferociously hairy. Then go to Manscaped for. Loads of stuff. You can get their signature cologne, the Shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit, the crop mops, ball wipes. If you, I mean, nobody wants stinky balls, even I'll accept that. Loads and loads of stuff, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com with the code Rangers. So 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the code Rangers. It's a pretty ballsy gift. Um, they wrote that. I have to say it. But yeah, so. Yeah. Knock yourselves out, I personally don't see what's wrong with a pair of gloves, but there you go. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name's David Edgar, I'm your host as always, and I'm joined this week by two of our lovelier, kinder podders. First of all, the splendid Miss Caroline Morrison. Hello Caroline.
1: Hi hey, David, yeah, thanks for asking me on.
2: It is always a pleasure to hear your delightful dulcet tones, and that can't be said of our next person, but he is available and therefore he is here. It's Linwood Rose, David Marshall.
0: You know, what you've done there is just uh, one set me up for a fall and disappoint everyone else when you introduced us as lovely and then introduce Caroline first <laughs> you set an expectation that quite frankly I don't think I've met
2: I was trying to if you like almost get some of, of, of her glory that you could bask in for you you know mm-hmm. some of the light coming from Caroline might have gone on you there and I was trying for you mate I was I was, I was, was doing my best Although it has been said in the past And I think for both of us David That light is not our friend I could stuff up this is a free show They get what I've given. Good point <laughs> And I like that And uh, what Rangers were given this weekend Was actually pretty good uh, I would go so far Caroline As to say that a 3-0 victory over Dundee at Ibrox Might well have been our best performance of the season
1: Yeah I wouldn't disagree with that actually It's certainly one of the games I've enjoyed the most um the team, as we've seen under Geo, just have a little bit of an extra spark, and you see the kind of early kind of um sparks of something coming together, which is nice. we've been on and off this season so far under Gerard, and Geo's clearly putting in kind of new plans, new techniques, working with players, understanding their strengths, trying new things, which can sometimes mean. A little bit of a disjointed performance on the pitch but actually what we're seeing is um, certainly in this game that we're starting to see the benefits of that so really enjoyed it I would agree with you that's one of the, the best I've, I've enjoyed.
2: Well speaking of the benefit just as a public service announcement folks remember we are at that time of year and going to the game on Saturday I, has, I saw so many people on the train with their jackets on <laughs> and they're thus completely ruling out the benefit and. When the weather's like this, I just... David, you know I'm a great believer the in the benefit. benefit. I am a great believer in the benefit. And I'm sitting there on the train going, none of, none of these people are going to get... The, they're all going to jump off this train and, and be cold. And, you know you want to tell them, but then I
0: think, is it my place to? Um, no, it's uh, the mum and dad's. This is something that should have been drilled, drilled down to them. Uh, drilled. them. Uh, you know. it's That's right. I, I, I don't know. I, some people are dragged up in this world, David. They really are. On to, or back to, I
2: suppose, the game David on Saturday. Um, it's becoming, well, it looks like we've only got a four-game sample, so mm. we can only read in what we've got. But two changes to the side. He doesn't seem to make a lot of changes, Gio, and he seems to like a consistency of selection. One of the things that I think was great in us a little bit this season that we seem to make a lot of changes. Now, in all fairness to Stephen Gerrard, at the start of the season, Rangers did have injury issues. We had yeah. COVID issues as well. And COVID is not something that people just have and then they don't have and they're fine. It does, you know, there's a physical uh, reconditioning required. So people maybe did manage. I do think that it was some way all felt throughout his tenure that he, he was quite happy to, to chop and change aside. side. And certainly things like that's four starts in a row for Alan McGregor. You know, that's four starts in a row for the defence. Uh, two changes at the weekend. Davis and Kent dropped out, both rested, not injured, yeah. and both just being given a rest because the manager clearly felt he had players who could come in and help us win the game. Andy was right. Scott Arfield, who I think might have played anyway because he he, he was very good against Livingston, and mm-hmm. when he came on against Hibs, uh, he he came in and Fashion Sakala started out wide, and I just thought that right from the start on Saturday there was a sort of effervescence about the side, there was a confidence about the side. Uh, Sakala, I thought was very, very much uh, an indicator of that because he would he'd get the ball, he would turn, face up his man and take him on. And just, you know, he wanted to get out of the box, get shots away, forced an absolutely tremendous save from the Dundee goalkeeper in the first, and again in the second half. Yeah. But he, it, he wasn't the only one. People were wanting on the ball and then they were trying to make things happen. Rangers played a lot of good stuff in that first half and really apart from, you know, some bad finishing and some good goalkeeping, couldn't probably should have been out of sight by half time.
0: Yeah, I think um the the changes at the start of the season, some that were forced and some which might have been, you know, through manager preference and a little bit more um I don't know, puzzling might be the word I'd use. Um, certainly didn't help. And I think um we did see that towards uh, Gerard's last few games start to go out the team and more consistency and with that the performances did start to to pick up somewhat, I think we scored something like, what was it, 10 goals in Gerard's last two, two league yeah, games so matches, yeah. we were projecting up the way if you take the, the League Cup semi-final out of it but um, and that's you know a big thing to put a pin on to be quite honest with you but yeah since uh, uh, Gilles came in, there certainly seems to be a jolt through, through the whole the, the whole team. And one that, I'll be honest, does surprise me a wee bit, David, because I think something we talked about a lot through Gerrard's tenure um, when he was here was, you know, the pull of him and players will come to Rangers to play for Steven Gerrard. And the way I, I, I was worried when he initially left was, well, if we accept that as a benefit, then surely we need to accept set as a drawback when he goes that some players might go, oh, well, I was, I was really here to play for Steven Gerrard. But I, I don't see that attitude at all throughout the team. Everyone to a man almost seems to be reinvigorated uh, with with the, new, with the new manager. I've been very impressed with how how quickly he's had had an effect on the team. And it's just you know the simple things that directness and Sakala, Scott Arfield coming back in the team and really driving us on through through the through the, the midfield. It's been real, real impressive so far. I think Saturday just continued that. You know. I very much expected us to win on Saturday, I expected to be comfortable and for it to be enjoyable, but we have had these games so far this season where we have got over the line, but it's not been too fun to watch and this was both on Saturday. Yeah, that, this was not a, a case there was no entertainment, but we got the mm. job done. This was this was great. The only slight
2: regret you could have leaving the ground, I think, was that it wasn't six or seven And If it had been, he yeah. would have had zero complaints about it. Caroline, something David mentioned there about players looking reinvigorated. And this is a slightly strange one I'm going to throw out there because he... I would say, had probably been our best player this season. And I would say certainly our most consistent. Uh, and the fact that he's played more than anybody else and he's been available as well. Um, but that's Joe Aribo, who, under Giovanni Van Brunkers, it seems to be getting picked as a central player, as a, a central player in midfield, being given the number 10 responsibility and told to go and make things happen. And he's doing that. And he got the breakthrough at the weekend. Um, great run, cut into the box. Took a deflection, but he was still there to to make the shot happen. And I, I I've always found with Joe Aribo that there is so much talent there that he can frustrate me a little bit sometimes. Because in any game you come away saying Joe Aribo did something brilliant today. It, it, any game you see him in, whether or not you you thought he, he had a good game or won or whatever, there's a couple of moments of skill that are just fantastic. Because I think he's got everything. You know, he's he's got skill. He's got amazing feet. He can pass the ball. He can shoot. Uh, he uh, physically can dominate uh, a midfield, and there's maybe just been this slight thing that I don't know if it's a personality thing with him. He's a very quiet guy, but you look at Bo and I've always thought you should be, you know, the best player in Scotland because you have every single tool to become it. And we see, and I think he's had a good season, but I- I'd still argue he's gone up a little bit in the last few weeks.
1: Oh, absolutely, and I really enjoyed hearing his post-match press conference and what he had to say. I think he's always very respectful when he speaks and to kind of David's earlier point um, someone did ask him about what it's like playing under Gio and he did say that he does feel that there's genuine, a little bit of improvement every day training's been good and they want to show him what they can do so although perhaps they may have been drawn to come here by Gerard, some players and they obviously in, in most cases anyway seem to have a fantastic relationship with him. I think that they respect what Gio's done in the game and what he's done as a coach so far in his career, and they definitely want to show him what they can do. But yeah, in in the case of Aribo, in terms of the way he's playing, he's definitely got a bit of flexibility. He spoke again in that press conference about him being able to cause mayhem and and kind of shifting his role a little bit. You know, they spoke as well about him um, perhaps playing as a, a six at times with Kamara, but also going back into that ten role and him having that flexibility, he's he's really difficult to play against. We've seen him time and time again where it looks as though when he's dribbling the ball is glued to his foot and there were certain elements of his game, sometimes maybe his power and maybe how at at times he could seem to be a little softer and maybe easily pushed off the the ball. I see him getting stronger with each game under Gio. I don't know if that's part of his game they've looked at um, but if we can take what is that immense raw talent, add to it and kind of work with him, harness those strengths and, and improve upon them. You're right. There's no reason why he shouldn't be our biggest asset and the best player in Scotland by a considerable distance.
2: David, it's the grading on a curve thing, isn't it, that I do hold Joe Aribo, Ryan Kent, you know, the guys like that to, to, to higher standards than certain other players. Because I think they're better. It, it, football isn't you know it's, it's not communism not everyone is equal uh and even within the team there are those guys that you look at and you say you you can and you've shown this and you've done it in the past so so it, it might be unfair but that's how football works isn't it your big players you look on and you do judge that wee bit harder
0: yeah and as as you say like the greener curve thing it's uh backhandly compliment you're held to a higher standard because we know you, you are capable of, capable of higher as your will be graded harsher than um, a Scott Wright for example right now until yeah. Wright comes into the team and when he does start producing he will be held to a higher standard it's like once you reach a level when you're at a club at Rangers if you've hit that level before then we expect you to hit it all the time because that comes to the pressure being that being a racist. Brian uh,
2: Loudrop and he did.
0: <laughs> well, ex- exactly. There is, there is that for the spoiled ones amongst our support, like yourself.
2: Yeah. Um, those of us who, you know, we were we were there for the glory days, us, us guys.
0: Aye. It was great, by the way. Aye, the 90s wanks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was um, Loved it.
2: <laughs> wish, you honestly, mate, wish you'd been there. I was you?
0: You weren't. I was, I was just, you know, Kind of a bit nappy,
2: doesn't I'm count. Yeah, it doesn't count. Did, did you yeah. ever see
0: Brian Laudrup play at Ibrox? Uh, I I don't remember, so probably nah. I don't know yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, in your face, in your face, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Rangers 2021, um, yeah, so that's that's where he is, and I'm kind of like you as well, David. And I've you know, you know I've been on a few shows see that's the thing is that green recurving where I feel like I'm taking a pot on, but I'm not really. It is just that. Asking for more, asking to be a bit more consistent because I'm like yourself. I think he should be the best player in this uh, this league by by a distance. He should be one of our top providers, and his numbers this year have been quite good. But I think that kind of adds to the frustration as well. It's like I know you can do it, but are you doing it enough? for Me it does frustrate me at times, and it's almost there. Uh, tries to do too much. He it takes ten touches when one one will do, but. I think that's something that a nice management, management yes. team will help as well with David because I know I hate to go back to snippets and use it as as um, you know the the actual philosophy, but the tricks are for circus thing that Roy McKay said. Mm. I think that's going to do wonders for players in our team, and I think we're seeing that in a lot of the approaches as well. You know, get the basics done first, do the simple things. Joe Rebo is a number ten, play him as a number ten. I think he's going to do really really well under this uh, coaching staff.
2: I think that's a great point, Caroline, and on that. I think what we've seen from Rangers so far, this, you know, this short sample of matches we have under Giovanni van Bronckhorst is uh, almost a simplification. What Rangers played uh, under Gerrard and Michael Beale particularly, it was complex. How often did we see a midfielder, for example, arrive and just look lost? Because they didn't know what was going on around them. You had to really let took Davis a while. Lundstrom at the start of the season was a good example of it. Um, with with this, it seems he, he simplified it. The fullbacks, for example, aren't it pushed us forward. Um, and I think that's part of we were conceding far too many goals, so let's simplify it, get back to not conceding goals. But we'll we'll change the focus slightly. The wide players start wider. The you know the, the the wingers are wingers. It's none of this, well we don't play with wingers, it's number tens. It's not that we we play with a number ten, it's Joe Aribo. The the wide players start off wide even Hadji, who you wouldn't consider maybe a traditional winger, but he, he that's where he, he he's starting off the game from and almost that simplification I think has allowed the players to get back to just maybe taking away some of the kind of mental burden from them and just allowed them to get back to doing the things that they do best, and and I look around that team at the moment, and the one that played Saturday, and Bassey looked incredibly confident, it's not even his real position he looked incredibly confident, Barisic is noticeably better, the midfield, everyone knew what they were supposed to be doing, Aribo would mention mentioned, Sakala terrific, and just simple things. He said that about Morelos a couple of weeks ago. I want my striker in the box. All of that is, I think, resulting in a side that from maybe looking like a lot of the games were a bit of a slog are beginning to look like they're really enjoying their work again.
1: Yeah, and it's remarkable. I think you mentioned there, you know, the, the team has a more working of fluidity. I think as well, it, it, he's spoken a lot about flexibility, Gio. I think it's got a much better balance um, to it as well what I like about a couple of the players you mentioned there um you can see that they seem to be focusing on that core role a lot easier and for someone like Bassi, who's playing out of position where he's not you know played that I don't, I think, really much at all in his career um he's obviously being led by Golton, who I thought was very good at shepherding the whole defense on on Saturday there, but nevertheless he's got a really important job to do and he's making it look easy right now, which is quite incredible and also for our field, he definitely looks like he's got another spring in his step I would say that he's another one I'd add to that list that you mentioned there um, so yeah it's, it's it's really nice to see
2: Yeah and I, I think David that when you've got the side playing like that, when you've got you know a lot of opportunities being created then it's it's good for everyone. One of the guys who's been getting a bit of a bit of uh, stick from the fans, uh certainly, you know, the the, the online community has been Alfredo Morelos. And mm. I think there's been I think he was terrific, the Rampage and Alfie that we love, uh, against Sparta Prague. I think he started okay against Livingston went off it, but didn't have a good game against Hibs. wasn't alone in that. It wasn't no. and it wasn't a good game. I don't think many of the twenty two um had a good game that night. But at the weekend, people were kind of having a go. Some of his passing was off, definitely, but he was mm-hmm. getting involved. He did miss some good chances, but he kept going. And then a real Alfredo goal where it was just, I'm scoring here. Um, you know, the, the ball's played up to him, and there are two Dundee defenders between him and the ball. And from that position, he ends up scoring. Uh, sometimes with Alfredo, people will, will go straight to, there's a lack of effort. It's not, I don't, I honestly don't, get, and I've seen games where you think, hmm, you could be doing more from him. I haven't seen that this last four games. I think there are just some parts of his game that aren't up to the required level. But I do think he's working at it, and I think you know he's got four goals in five when he's, I think by common consent, maybe not firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's me and my my you know my Panglossian spirit and glass half half full guy that I am. But I, I sort of look at that and say, well, I'm going to take that. Schrodinger stri- uh, striker and see that I'm beginning to see him moving in the right direction
0: I think at the weekend Alfie was fine for me um, you know out of ten a six maybe a seven um, I think certainly what I want to see and again what I think the management team want to see from him is Alfie playing as you know as a striker as a centre forward um, the thing well nothing else was he's finishing, particularly in the first half. I think there's there was a couple of opportunities that he probably should have scored with. Um but he got his goal in the in the second half, and it was as you say, it was it was a great um goal and a almost trademark Alfredo Morelos goal. He had he had no right to score that one, quite quite frankly, with the amount of Dundee players that, that were around him. He was at no point favourite to, to win the ball, I think, until he actually stuck it in the back of the net. For me, Alfie, going forward, um, I, I want to see him being like that. If he's scoring in games, then that's a pass for me. I want to see him back to being the guy that sticks the ball in the back of the net for us because I think we've got Players now and the system that the the coaching staff are implementing. I think we've got the players around them to provide the service and get them into the positions to score in. I don't necessarily want to see him dropping deep all the time, coming wide. Let them cause a carnage through the middle, be that battling ram, as you're saying. And if he's getting goals more often than not in games, that'll do for me.
2: Yeah, Caroline. Again, it's great on a curve. We know what Alfie can be like when he's at the very top of his game, uh, and it, and it has been a while since we've seen the kind of rampage in all action Buffalo. But you know, I don't think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is playing him right now if he doesn't feel he's he's getting at least effort from him.
1: Yeah, that's true. I don't think we can ever. Well, I I certainly have. I'm an Alfie fan. I don't think I can ever truly say that. You know, lack of effort has been Alfie's problem in the last season anyway, um, or this season and last season combined. He can be a frustrating watch at times, but I think that he's always trying hard. He's willing to try new things. And I think under Gerrard, um, he was given a different role in that last season, where because of discipline issues and because of an over-reliance on him really, as our main striker, we did have to have him play in a different way and allow other people to help take some of that burden on goal scoring. So it does feel as a kind of trade-off, we lost a little bit of his killer edge and a little bit of what made Alfie so exciting, but also so (laughs) unpredictable to watch in his earlier career with us. I think Gio will do well to, to find a better balance and allow Morelos to kind of get back to that core focus of scoring goals and being in the box, being in the right place at the right time. And like he's mentioned, also having a little bit of flexibility of perhaps dropping back and defending and doing a little bit of that link-up play as required. But I would I would very much welcome if we get to see more of Alfie doing um, what he's best at and what we saw so much at the start of his career, which is some lethal finishing.
2: David, you used to play in goals um, mm. because clearly can't have been very good at football. So they, they started That's that, goals. Absolutely.
0: Nailed it! it's yeah. a fact. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. We, we know, but uh, <laughs> C- couldn't run, so I got stuck in goals. That was that.
2: That seems fair. Yeah, um, but <laughs> it was not my my nineteen seventies football upbringing coming to going to the floor there. Um, but one of the things I didn't quite understand, um, this season, which was the rotation of the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and it, it it happened a lot. Now, they're both good goalkeepers, Alan McGregor and John McLaughlin. And you could argue that Alan McGregor certainly hadn't been hitting the, the heights of the form that he showed the previous season. And I don't think that would have been unfair in the matches that he did get. And, you know, I asked Gerard about it when he was here. I, I said to him, what's the reason for this? And he, and he would always say, it's, we need to watch Alan's body. He's 39 years old. Mm. He needs managed carefully. We need to, to look after him. And and that was it. You know, it, it, I asked him. I heard others ask him at press conferences. And it was always the same answer. And, you know, Ockham's Razor suggests that that probably means that was the reason. I didn't quite understand it. And I certainly got the impression from Alan McGregor, as much as you can get anything from an Alan McGregor interview, that he wasn't particularly enamoured with the situation. Fan also has come in four games out of four. Again, you know, I, I admit, I just joked about it there, but the, the things that I was told when I was young, can I stay with me about football, and I accept football evolves, but I can't think of many teams that change a goalkeeper regularly throughout a season, um, other than for necessity, if you like, you know, injuries or whatever. But I, I, I didn't get it, and I don't think it's coincidence that Alan McGregor a Alan McGregor is looking much more like himself, and B, the defense yeah. is looking more cohesive since that's happened.
0: It was a worry for me. Um uh, because I think when it comes to goalkeepers, you very rarely see a gradual decline of uh, goalkeepers. It's usually when the decline happens, it's off a cliff, and you need to say to yourself, nah, this is me, I'm done. Because I I think if you if you've never played in goals, you know, to any great extent, you don't realise of the body. It was like, your job is to jump five feet in the air and then land on your hips back and neck um, it's sore you know I woke up some mornings after playing and being in an agony the next day and like oh how did I do that well probably the 10 things I threw myself on the ground yesterday that probably did it um, so it was not worry for me because I could totally understand uh, Gerard's point of view that we need to manage uh, McGregor's body you know 39 you get to a point where your body starts to betray you. God, I'm sitting here 29 with with a hernia, so I I can appreciate that more than most. Um, But at the same time, you know, you do need that... (sighs) I think you still you need that momentum. If you're a goalkeeper, you, you do want to play every game. For a goalkeeper, having a game or two out, that's that's a lot. you know. If you're a number one, you expect to play every week. You expect to play 40, 50 games a season. If you don't do it, then the rust is going to build up quickly. So I don't think it's something that you can rotate to any great measures. Sure, you miss the, 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 the midweek cup games or maybe like this Thursday, uh, uh, a European game where yeah, no, nothing's occasionally. on the line. But you he, he can't be constantly miss, missing league games That's going to be, be to your detriment And I think if you were to ask McGregor, I think he would probably suggest that I think he definitely wants to play Every week and I'm, I'm pretty Sure the G O and the new coach team Will have the same view Alan McGregor on his day, and I think he's proved that in The last couple of weeks, is still far and away Our number one goalkeeper, still far and away The best goalkeeper in the country If he's up to it, then he should be playing every week
2: Yeah Yeah uh... No arguments for me. Um, I I just like I go. I like stability and defence. Full stop. And mm-hmm. it's not always possible, and it certainly hasn't been possible for us a season because of injuries. But I, I don't think it's coincidence that I think we've been helped with the fact that you know Callum Bassi I think's been getting better in that role game to game. I think you know he's just uh, he is impressive. And still raw areas to his game. He, you know he's still yeah. not particularly commanding in the air, for example. But. Um, I just he, he's he's clearly such a teachable guy, Calvin Bass. He clearly listens and and you know does strive and takes information on board and gets better. And I, I think that the the defence has looked. I I didn't I haven't had the fear so much, you know. And and I know that Hibs colours everything the 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 cup Hibs game because any time the ball went up we looked, looked scoring. But you know that run. We can joke about it now, but at the time it was terrible. You know, every time, first attack, opposition, mistake, yeah. goal. Um, I, and I don't get that feeling now watching Rangers. And that that's obviously, I, I just don't get the impression the players believe it now. And I think they did mm-hmm. believe it
0: a month ago. I think they did do that. We were. I remember sitting uh, standing outside Ibrox with Stuart McCall before that was County game, and Stuart joked to me, "Can we just let County score in the first couple of minutes and get get on with it?" And that's what they did. Lo and behold, yeah. it was it was it was absolutely a thing. Um, but thankfully, it seems we've we've turned that corner now. A couple of clean sheets uh, on the bounds. So yeah, keep this going. It's listen. If we can get that defence to you know even seventy five percent of what it was last year, we'll take some stopping.
2: Yeah, I mean, Philip Hellander back, uh, training outdoors. He'll be joining the first team, hopefully, in the next week or so. Uh, That would be a huge bonus for us as well. If we could even get him featuring before the winter break, that would be absolutely enormous to us as a club. And and just a tremendous bonus for everyone involved. So it's a very satisfying win. Uh, Caroline, Lee Griffiths is not massively popular (laughs) at Ibrox, it's fair to say. From what I've seen this season of Scottish football, he's not massively popular in many places, in all honesty But the Dundee manager, James McPake Afterwards, I thought I had a slightly bizarre take on it He brought um, he brought him on And, you know, it immediately went 2-0, the game was done and the Rangers Crowd had a lot of fun With him, but uh, He gets himself booked Deservedly for a bad tackle in Joe Aribo. It's a stonewall yellow card, Rangers players get Involved uh, Alfredo gets booked as well And a few minutes later in a Sutton-esque attempt I thought, it just I don't want to be here anymore I want off this park yeah. He commits another well, Dave, you're our qualified referee Was the second one a booking as well?
0: Uh, I could watch that a hundred times And not figure out why uh, The referee didn't send Lee Griffiths Sympathy off. vote other, other than he realised it was yeah. Griffiths And he, yeah. you know, he bottled the decision
2: yeah. Sympathy vote, absolutely um, But then McPate comes out afterwards And said the Rangers players were baiting him um, Well, yep. firstly in sport <laughs> I disagree that they were baiting him. I think they were just legitimately saying, why has he not been sent off for that? And it was a, a perfectly cromulent thing to ask the, the referee because nice. it was such a poor decision. Thank you, David. Um, it was such a <laughs> poor decision that, that I, I thought they, they were well within the rights to do that. Um, here's the other thing, though, Caroline, about sport and about top-level sport, in fact, any level of sport, even yes. the kind of walking football I play. If there's someone in the opposition side who is very easy to wind up, you'll wind them up. That's kind of how it happens. I also find it very difficult to take anybody crying about this seriously after what I've watched Alfredo Morelos get put through the last five years in Scotland.
1: Absolutely. I thought it was a really strange take. Um, And obviously you're going to protect your players. But when you come on as a sub and could potentially still get two yellows and be sent off within that short space of time. Inwardly, I'd like to think that he'll be saying to Griffiths, what were you playing at? Despite any provocation, you're a professional, you've got a job to do. And you're quite right. We were on the other, other end of it from pretty much every team in Scotland when Alfredo Morelos was a little more ill-disciplined with his game. He's worked really hard on that. Um, and you know he was just a child when he came here as well. He was extremely young. Um, very raw. Griffiths is a seasoned professional, and I'm using air quotes there, but he should know better. Um, He should also know that given what he's done at Ibrox over the years and the absolute joy he's taken in trying to get one over on us and stick it to us while we've been, um, you know, coming back from the absolute bottom of Scottish football, um, he should expect that if he's coming here when we're champions and we're dominant, he's going to, to have a tough day of it. Um, you'd expect better from a, a professional that's coming to the end of their career, though. But um, to deflect and say that we were trying to, to wind him up as if we shouldn't be entitled to do that is, mm-hmm. is bizarre.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing. But Dave, we've about this before. Griffiths, um, you know, the, Griffiths gets protection up there with what Claude McAlaley used to offer the Chelsea defence. It's, it's, you know, it's nothing's ever his fault, is it?
0: Lee Griffiths is a scumbag um, Sometimes people Don't, you, just you sit on the fence <laughs> that, Sometimes people are just Arsholes and Lee Griffiths Is an arsehole, um, It's simple as that But this whole thing You know, Saturday I think Caroline's nailed it on the head, even taking away Who it was and the situation around us The, the reason people Like James McDonough James McPake and, that all the Celtic fans are getting really upset is because they never thought that we would be in this position where we'd be able to do this. They never thought we'd be back to the position where we are the arrogant champions at Rangers again, where we're loading up the rest of them. They thought we were going to be the daffy Rangers where you can come to Ibrox and tie your scarves on or goalposts and we're not that anymore. And it really, really annoys them. So fuck them.
2: Concise, straight to the point, um, yeah, I, mean, I, find put... that, yeah <laughs> I find it hard to work up much sympathy for the guy because I, as you said, there, there's plenty in there that I think anybody a neutral would look at and think, "Hmm, the, this doesn't appear to be a particularly good person." But also, he gave it out, um, and I mean, I think that's that's a very Celtic thing in general. They they yes. can give it, out, but they can't take it. You know that that they you see it. I mean, even Alan Thompson last week complaining about Motherwell celebrating on Helicopter Sunday. It's, it's they they've beaten you. They're allowed to celebrate. I hope it's somebody gets
0: thing. me his book for Christmas. It sounds a great read. Uh, it.
2: it pamphlet-sized, I would have imagined. Um, but, uh, definitely ghostwritten, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Alan Thompson, who must hold the record for being sent off at Ibrox. You know, even ahead of Rangers players, because there wasn't an old fun game there that he didn't try and get himself down the tunnel early. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Let's move on then. A couple of other things. Now, I'm supposed to be going to Leon this week, but I'm not, because after weeks of will Leon allow Ranger spotters into the ground, they confirmed at the end of last week that they would and everybody went ahead and confirmed their plans and I went and booked the test for today which was a pain in the, the ass the day that we were recording and went and did it and took for fucking ever and all good, all all superb. And then, just as I came out of the testing centre, I found that I need not bother my arse because Leon aren't letting fans in, uh, and Rangers discouraging. And, and I was on the school trip; I was on the official trip, which is cancelled. So, um, there is that. But Caroline, this is just, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not blaming the club for this because it, it has been the French authorities. Uh, the Leon authorities in particular, who dicked about and dicked about and dicked about, said yes, and then said no. And for all the people who'd booked who are out of pocket, and everybody's going to be, even if you are insured and, you know, you had the travel insurance and whatnot, and it's covered because we all know what insurance companies are like, um, you'll still be out of pocket at least for your for your testing. It was 120 quid in total for mine, pointlessly. It, I mean, it's just Again, this Europe wide contempt for football fans and absolutely no need for it whatsoever. In the case of Leon, it's because they apparently have some huge food festival on and they didn't want um, football supporters coming into the town. We're not going to bother with a fucking food festival. you know what I mean? We're going go to go to the game. It's, it, it's so pathetic. And for obvious reasons, I'm a bit miffed.
1: Yeah, as you should be. Anyone who'd booked up and holidays at the moment are few and far between. It is, it has been probably for most people the last couple of years, um, staying at home. So if you are one of those people that decided to, you know, take some time out, enjoy a football trip, and get away with your pals to watch Rangers uh, for what is probably the the glamour tie of the whole group, and then with literally two three days to go this happens it's just it's simply not fair um it's a total disregard for everyone who is planning to travel for that reason there's no way that well for something like a light ceremony i think they called it for that which will have been planned for months in addition to our game having been planned for months there's no reason that it should only be now that it comes to light that they can't have both things occur at the same time. Like you say, no no Rangers fan is going to really be bothered about that type of event taking place. Oh. Um, you speckless go there for a the pub. game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. a pub it's a, not difficult. Uh, yeah. uh, that... It's not difficult to manage fans who, who are there for a the football trip. But it's like you say, it's that disregard for people who are attending because of a football match. Um, we've no less right in theory to be able to go to a city and enjoy it and head to a game but we're definitely treated as second-class citizens and this is a perfect example of it
2: David, hey, it would be really easy for us to sit here and go down the route of you know if it wasn't for us they'd be speaking german but we're not going to so do that is,
0: oh are we not okay
2: oh. no no we're, we're bigger than that i mean if you you could couldn't well. you? You, you could quite easily point out you know well uh, next time the germans go wandering don't phone me, in. Oh, I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, all joking aside, as Caroline mentioned, it's that. It's the weeks and weeks and weeks of, mm, maybe, mm, maybe. Because you have to make your arrangements. You can't not. Yeah. So you make your arrangements and hope. And then you get the go-ahead, and then it gets pulled three days later, three days before it happens.
0: Uh, well, you know, being a, a spiteful person, the first thing I did laugh was uh, thinking about you. Yeah. Um, but no i mean honestly it's it's a mess and i think you're right what you say you've nailed it on here david talking about this it is content tonight why contempt for um football fans and what is a form of of snobbery and classism that um you know we can't have these football fans coming over and do you side, that siren do you no
2: uh, there was a siren in the background there and it's police coming to arrest you for taking piss at me.
1: Well you're
2: trying to bait me. I'm going to phone James mcpaig <laughs> Oh
0: oh dear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I'm sure he will stick up for me. Um you you are um oh no, so I was baiting you, you're, you're you're quite right. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but ugh, it's just a it's a mess. Um as as you know Hank Scorpion told us, they nobody ever picks it like.
2: No, and for a reason. I'm glad Homer did pick France that day. I think uh, we would all agree that it was... There was Simpsons in in the Simpsons references in that one show, by the way. Sure. I, that's what the show was for like six years. It was just essentially me quoting The Simpsons. I mean, it's pretty much what, you know, it's pretty much the only communication I have with my wife. It's just, you know, she'll mm. say something and I'll make her, I think,
0: a brilliantly well. But she doesn't watch The Simpsons, so she doesn't have a clue what I'm talking about. What would have been um, really good is if we had Marina on it instead of Caroline, and we could have just spent the whole episode going, "You don't win friends with salads." You don't win <laughs> friends with salads. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, but, but, but she she takes it you know, in good spirit, but I'm sure inside she wants us to offside. Oh, yeah, uh, quite rightly. Trying
1: into her corn, I think most times. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: Oh my god. She brings Um, it on herself, I mean she brings it on herself, yeah. (laughs) You know. Don't get me on a rant about plant based burgers because you know it's not a burger. It's not a burger. And also if you you know if you're a vegetarian, why would you go to McDonald's? Right? It's just, just don't.
0: You know, it's
2: like, fair enough, isn't it? Um, there are just certain places. I'm an alcoholic. I don't go and order pints. Uh, but anyway, anyway, let's uh, let's just round up. Before we go, um, one other thing. Dave King, um, back to 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 complaining today about um, some vague thing about he's unhappy with the board. He voted against Graham Park being returned to the board and about new shares being ins- uh, issued. At the AGM, which did pass, um, but he gave the interview Dave to the Daily Record. Now yeah. I'm biased, right? Cards on the table, folks. I fucking despise the Daily Record, and those you've been here for a wee while will know why. But Rangers don't communicate with the Daily Record. Rangers don't let the Daily Record at the ground, and you know specific. <laughs> See at, at the end of European games, which are open to the press. Daily records still don't get in and on the email from Rangers it says we politely ask that quotes are not shared with Reach PLC. There is no relationship. It's completely dead, right? They are on the out. How can he go and talk to the daily records and and not get that the vast majority of Rangers fans are going to go what?
0: Um, you know, that's, that's a problem straight away, regardless of what Dave King said and any merit or you know credit to to the content that was actually in it the fact they went to talk to the daily record the first thing that if it's not a vast majority now a lot of rangers fans will go and say is why the hell are you talking to them and it just totally discredits them straight away um i'm a bit bored of all this to be honest now and i'm apathetic to the the king and park rivalry whatever's going on there if there's something to be said about it if king has got something genuinely troubling to say about the parks that it's a concern to should be a concern to support and the overall health of rangers come out and say it don't come out with these ambiguous you know widow like statements just tell us what the problem is and why we should be worried about it in clear language please uh, if not and i'm i'm not really interested i think as far as i'm aware the club's in a good place it's getting run well we're going in the right direction and listen, I'm internally grateful for everything that Dave King has done For Rangers to get us to this point But I think naturally he's a person who always likes a scrap And I think we're at that point where his relationship with the current Rangers board then I'm just not interested Until he provides me a reason to be interested, I'm not
2: I think that kind of sums it up for me, Caroline If there's an issue we need to know about, tell us about it If not, then spare us this shite and don't go running to our enemies
1: with it Precisely that. I mean, I I hope that this is nothing more than just a little bit of egos at play, um, because if there is something important, you're right, we should know about it. But the way I feel about it is I'm very happy with those who are at the helm of our club right now, what they're doing on and off the park. And I've no reason to think that they're anything other than fantastic custodians. So if there is important information, share it. Otherwise, let's keep the club as drama free as possible. And certainly, Let's not give any information or stories or exclusives, Um, again, the air quotes are out, to the Daily Record who absolutely despise us. And like you say, most Rangers fans won't buy, won't share, won't click. So the message isn't going to get out and it's not going to land well.
2: Just before I go today, I want to give a shout out to the Rangers supporters Erskine Appeal. Um, uh, an email from Tom there, he says, we're just about to break through 100,000 in donations raised for Erskine this year. This is despite COVID impacting on our events, such as dinners and dances, etc. Um we to reach 100,000 in these trying times speaks to our fan base when it comes to supporting our veterans. As December marches on, we would ask everyone if they could make up a shoebox present for the Erskine veterans to ensure every resident at the four homes have a gift to open on Christmas morning. The boxes can contain anything likes like: so socks, chocolates, books, wallets, magazines, booze, a puzzler, a game, slippers, PJs, nighties, anything at all, toiletries, etc. Um, include a Christmas card as well if you like, and mark your present male or female. The split is a bit. 50, 50 at Erskine. If you want to do that, you can drop off your gift at the, the Wee Rangers Club at the Dundee United game on the 18th between half past 12 and half past 2 and they'll get the presents up to Bishopton. So absolutely, I'll be doing it, folks. I'm sure you guys will as well. And if you want to do that to help support our veterans, it's a yeah, you know, it might sound like a little thing, but it it can really make somebody's day this Christmas. So, um, the Wee Rangers Club on the eighteenth, and again, well done to Tom for a hundred thousand this year, which is just you know, phenomenal given the amount of uh, live events that they had to scale back on. Right, folks, that will do us this week here on Heart and Hand's flagship. Adam will be with you later in the week in extra, but of course, don't don't hang about waiting for that. Go over to our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash Heart and Hand. We're from just one ninety nine per month, month, month. I'm cutting my own throat here. 50p a week. I mean, come on folks, right? Um, You can get up to five shows every single day on All Things Rangers. My thanks to our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers, and my thanks to my two splendid guests, first of all, Caroline Morrison.
1: Yeah, thanks very much, David. That was enjoyable.
2: And David
0: Marshall. I nearly said David Martin, and that's not your name. No, it's not. Um, It's David Marshall, yeah. Uh, Cheers, guys, and don't worry, France is a dump anyway, we've established that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, as Blackadder said, did uh, the, the the man who burned Jonah Mark simply waste good matches? <laughs> right, folks, that'll do us for today. We'll be back later in the week. Until then, Forts of the Bears over in Lyon, and we'll talk to you again next Monday. Till then, take care. Bye-bye. Hi folks, just a shout out to our sponsors, Football Prizes, who this month have got on offer a 2021 Champions Rangers squad shirt signed by the Champions. It's one of the proper Champions squad shirt with the gold lettering on it and it's signed by the first team squad. What they do is offer prize draws every week and uh, one of our listeners actually won an enormous bundle of Rangers stuff. There was like 10 signed items in it. It's framed, it looks fantastic. The tickets are 5.95, and they're limited to 99 and sometimes if it doesn't sell 99, then your chances increase. To win it, go to footballprizes.co.uk, that's footballprizes.co.uk, and you will just search for Rangers and up it will pop. Uh, the competition ends Wednesday, the 8th of December at half 7. If you're later than that, you will miss out. Go buy a ticket, you never know. Quite a few of our listeners are now uh, sending me in photos of some lovely, lovely signed items in their house that they won doing this, so go ahead, definitely worth £5.95. <laughs>